SBS Radio. Bulletin, a new indigenous-led program takes the reins on rethinking education. A $1.8 billion infrastructure funding package has been announced to help prepare Queensland for the Brisbane 2032 Olympics. And Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky addresses Israeli MPs and compares Russia's invasion to the actions of Nazi Germany. program aiming to support indigenous-led education projects from early childhood through to high school and into tertiary study within and beyond the school gate has been launched. Launched in the sidelines of Closing the Gap Day, the new initiative seeks to address systemic issues that prevent Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander students' success. Catherine Trindo, president of the New South Wales Aboriginal Education Consultative Group, says the new initiative also seeks to elevate Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander voice, leadership and agency in education to improve outcomes for students. But if you have a look at the way that the education system is structured, the history and the cultures is always um, shared or told through very Western eyes. So it is around us as local um, you know, Aboriginal people in this country sharing localised, contextualised ways of knowing and being, the way that it is and the way that it has always been, so that we can start to implement change within a structure that is very rigorous and often um, is not flexible. Scientists have identified the oldest archaeological site on Matu country in Western Australia. Analysis of charcoal from ancient campfires in WA show the rock shelter was first visited at least 50,000 years ago. Ms. Chaban, lead researcher from the University of Western Australia, says the dating of the site in Kajara or the Carnarvon Ranges was not the only important outcome of their study. Ms. Byrne added that the most significant part of the research shows that the water was collected throughout time, throughout the 50,000 years of occupation of that site. Yolno artists in remote Arnhem land are venturing into the digital world with a group of artists making and selling NFTs, non-fungible non tokens. NFT digital assets are made using the same technology as cryptocurrency and has created a new form of ownership and as a result a new marketplace. The phenomenon has, be, has seen billions of dollars flow into the exchange of digital photos, videos and sound. Prime Minister Scott Morrison and Queensland, and Queensland Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk have announced an infrastructure funding package to help prepare the city of Brisbane to the 2032 Olympics. The funding will inject $1.8 billion to transform the state's southeast. Mr Morrison says the package will protect the, lev the livability of the cities in southeast Queensland. And Ms Palaszczuk says the funding will help rebuild the Gabba Stadium. This city deal is also really important because it's also a catalyst for uh, the Olympic Games. The Olympic Games here in 2032 where we'll see uh, the Gabba completely rebuilt but right across from the Gabba of course is uh, the Cross River Rail and also the uh, new interchange with the Brisbane Metro. The federal government has announced a new plan to give primary producers special treatment on their tax bill if they sell carbon credits. 
and are the planned primary producers who sell Australian carbon credits and biodiversity certificates will have these trades treated as primary production income. It will give them access to concessional tax treatments like income tax, averaging arrangements and the farm deposit management scheme. Revenue from the sale of carbon credit units will also be recognizing, recognizing the year of purchase. Agriculture Minister David Littleproud says these arrangements will encourage carbon abatement and biodiversity activities to help Australia deliver on its net zero emissions target by 2050. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky has called on Israel to take a stronger stand against Russia and has compared Russia's invasion of his country to the actions of Nazi Germany. In a video addressed to Israelis and peace, Mr. Zelensky says it's time for Israel, which has emerged as a mediator between Ukraine and Russia, to take a side. He says Israel should impose sanctions on Russia and provide military support to Ukraine. And he has likened Russia's actions to those of Nazi Germany and the Holocaust. When the Nazis invaded Europe and wanted to destroy everything and everyone, conquer nations and leave nothing of us and you, no name and any traces, they called it the final solution of Jewish question. You remember it and will never forget it for sure. But you should hear what is coming from Moscow now. They are saying the same words now, final solution. But this time it's about us, about the Ukrainian question. The comparison has been condemned by Israel's National Holocaust Memorial, saying that Mr. Zelensky is trivializing the Holocaust. And back home, New South Wales paramedics are taking industrial action for 24 hours by refusing to leave their posts to fill gaps at other ambulance stations. It's part of a union campaign to improve emergency responder staffing and pay. The union is pushing for an additional 1,500 paramedics, which it says are needed to address deteriorating ambulance response times across the state. It also wants a pandemic payment and a pay rise of more than 2.5%. Australian Paramedics Association New South Wales President Chris Castellan says they are taking action to demand a better resourced service, a fairer workplace and improved coverage and care for the community. Nine victims of the recent flooding in the New South Wales town of Lismore have dumped flood-affected household goods outside the Prime Minister's official Sydney residence. The group says they have taken action outside Kiribili House to protest Scott Morrison's handling of the flood crisis. They say Mr Morrison has failed in a crisis again and people are furious. Mr Morrison has promised to spend money and cut through bureaucracy to help flood victims in New South Wales and Queensland. Total federal and state government flood assistance for New South Wales currently stands at around $1.7 billion. The New South Wales government has announced an independent inquiry into the state's devastating floods. It will be led by recently retired Police Commissioner Michael Fuller and Planning Commissioner Chair Mary O'Kane. The inquiry will look at the state's preparedness, recovery and response to the recent flood emergency that has killed several people and displaced thousands. An interim report is due by the 30th of June. And the federal government has launched the Joint Policing Cybercrime Coordination Center in Sydney today. In a joint announcement, Home Affairs Minister Karen Andrews and Australian Federal Police Commissioner Rhys Kershaw say this will form part of the national plan to combat cybercrime. 
Dr. Kasho says the center will boost a coordinated law enforcement response across all states and territories. We have found from other crime types, like organised crime and terrorism, that bringing together our partners with, with all of us in one location to tackle these crimes leads to better outcomes. That's the whole point of why we're here today. We want to identify those threats in the cyber realm, make it harder for criminals to do their business, bring the full weight of law enforcement on them and deliver better outcomes for Australians targeted by these people. He says cyber attacks are the crimes of the 21st century and he has encouraged Australians who have been targeted by cyber criminals to report any incident incidents to authorities. And now to sport, the Gold Coast Suns have beaten the West Coast Eagles in last night's AFL Round 1 match. It's the Suns' first win against West Coast in Perth in 10 attempts, with the Suns putting 7 of the last 8 goals to secure the victory. Gold Coast head coach Stuart Dew has praised midfielder Matt who West Coast's Willie Raioli barreled into during the third quarter. We're not surprised. Um, the way he goes about his footy, he'll do anything for the team. Um, we actually showed that clip just after the game to say, well, you know, at different times your execution can be off, um, you can make some mistakes, but in the end, when it's a tight game, it's, it's who's got the biggest heart. And, um, you know, we, we all know how big Rowley's heart is when he comes to competing, um, whether it's footy or anything, to be honest. He'll, uh, he'll compete at anything. So, fantastic game from him. And the Fremantle Dockers beat the Adelaide Crows just one by just one point, while Hawthorne won their first game under the new coach under new coach Sam Mitchell against North Melbourne. And now, having a look at the weather around country around the country, Broome a mostly a partly cloudy day and a top of 35. Perth partly cloudy 29. Adelaide mostly sunny 27. Melbourne becoming sunny 27. Hobart cloudy day 24. Albury Wodonga sunny 29. Canberra partly cloudy. 25, Wollongong much the same, 23, Sydney similar conditions, 25, Newcastle partly cloudy, 26, Brisbane a sunny day ahead on top of 29, Townsville partly cloudy, 30 degrees, Cairns mostly sunny, 32, Alice Springs th- sunny and 34 degrees, Darwin partly cloudy, 34, and the Torres Strait Islands a sunny day ahead at the top of 31 degrees, and that is NITV Radio News. Want to hear more stories like this? Listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from.